You are listening to Noteworthy Differences. Let's talk uh, leadership approach. Um, your, your transition from a military officer to a high-performance culture expert is quite unique. Could you share what um, motivated you to make this career shift and focus on changing leadership paradigms? Yeah, good, good question. And, you know, it's I think a lot of people probably associate the military with being quite a high-performing environment. Mm. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, they're good at giving clear communication. Everybody's very focused on a purpose or a goal or a mission. Uh, there's a generally a strong sense of teamwork that is in pursuit of that goal. And there's a camaraderie and a good level of connection between the people who are doing the work. And they've really only got one big priority. And that priority is, you know, take that hill or defend this town or occupy this peacekeeping environment, whatever it might be. And I really liked that clarity in the military of mm. if you communicate really effectively with the people who are working with and for you, then you can often get better results. And so when I made that choice to shift out of the military, and that was driven by a couple of things, which I'll go into, I wanted to carry that across. And those couple of things that really motivated me to make the change were I'd kind of felt like I'd done the exciting jobs when I was in the military. Um, in the six years I was in uh, 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 working as a commissioned officer, I did three tours, uh, two of Iraq, one of Afghanistan. Uh, I got to do some training jobs. I got to do some staff jobs. And I was on a sort of fast track promotion for, you know, for greater things in the future. But then the immediate kind of few years that were in front of me were relatively boring to, to say, I mean, want of a better word, it was, it was focused around uh, staff jobs and headquarters jobs. And I like to be out running around with soldiers doing fun things. Yeah. And so I started thinking, well, if I'm going to go and do these other jobs, I need to keep myself occupied. I need to get my brain occupied. So I started taking some other qualifications, project management, program management, risk, and a variety of other things. And as I started talking to my cohorts, the people were going through the uh, the courses with me, they were telling me these amazing stories about these companies they worked for. And I was thinking, well, hold on, I could earn twice as much money uh, and do really exciting things that are making big differences, or I could work in a headquarters where I'm basically going to be a nobody for the next five years. So I decided to make that hop. Uh, and I think it's probably one of the best things I've ever done. It's, it's given me the opportunity to carve a corporate pathway and then now into a consulting pathway. Yeah, excellent. And uh, let's talk high performance strategies. Uh, could you provide an overview of the key principles that uh, you've developed to create high performance cultures that uh, deliver results um, well, also preventing burnout? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we think of um, a, a line or a, a scale, uh, at one end of that scale is people who are burning out. And then the other end of that scale is high performance culture. Now, you can be somebody who is an individual high performer who might be burning out. You might have a team of high performers who are burning out. But to create a high performance culture, we've got to be at the opposite end of the scale. And so what we've done over the last few years is to create a five-point framework, which essentially allows people to conceptually get their heads around What's the thing that might be the gap for us or the opportunity area for us? And what do we do about it? And we built this from uh, personal experience. I burned out in 2017. I was a very busy GM going through a very stressful job and an MBA uh, and a whole lot of other things going on in my life. 
And so uh, I unfortunately burned out and I spent a couple of years trying to work out why, what were the causes and talking to other people who had also burned out and then starting to become involved in leadership development. And what we saw were these five themes kept on coming up. And that's where the body of work that we now use came from. So those five pieces are a sense of purpose. So um, purpose is, and there's a lot of depth, obviously, to each of these pieces. But essentially, why was I put on this planet? What's the purpose of my job? What's the purpose of our team? What's the purpose of our organization? And when we start to really get crystal clear on those things, we see a shift from people who are burning out to people who are really high performance and teams that are burning out to teams that are really high performance. So we want to work through the conversations that yield clarity in those three, those, those four areas. The first two, the what's the purpose of, why was I put on this planet and what's the purpose of my job are all about getting really crystal clear on identity. The purpose of the team and the business is all about impact and people need both of those to be super clear to reduce the brain friction. We call it cognitive dissonance, but reduce that brain friction down. The second piece of the five is the idea of abundance. And abundance is, you know, some people look at it from a sort of crystal healing, um, hippy-dippy perspective, which I'm great with, um, that if you have more positive energy in your life, then you're far less likely to burn out. But equally, we go into things like the idea of scarcity, which is there's not enough to go around. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I'm going to act and behave differently versus somebody who's abundant, who there's plenty to go around, we'll be fine. So there's enough budget, there's enough resource, there's enough time, there's enough whatever it might be, insert your parameter here. There's abundant resources. Equally, we talk about imposter syndrome. Uh, So I might get found out, I might get fired. Uh, Again, that puts you into a scarcity mindset. We want people to be abundant. The third piece of the five is the idea of connection. And connection we know is important from a tribal animal perspective. We really want people to be connected to the business they work in, the team they're part of, and the work they're doing. And we also want them to be growing and learning. So connection to development. So we spend some time talking about the plan, the strategy, the how, the, the, the barriers, the network, the onboarding process, all those pieces create high performance culture. Fourth one, nearly there, uh, is exploration. That's good. Uh, Are we curious? Are we trying new things? Are we innovating? Are we stuck in a rut? Are we um, only very very constrained by compliance responsibilities? And what we see, again, is people who are kind of doing the same thing, like a hamster on a wheel, day in, day out, using the same tools, solving the same problems. They have a high tendency of burning out if they're motivated and engaged employees. So we want people to be exploring and creating and trying new things, innovating. That helps them to beat burnout. And then the final one is downtime, um, which is, a com- again, is a, there's a lot of depth here, but um, essentially are people letting their brains switch off in a way that they can recharge the batteries? Burnout often happens because we're essentially working in our overdraft all the time and never getting back into credit. And so your brain needs to stop doing the problem-solving stuff, the executive function, which we call our task processing network, and go into the subconscious daydreaming. Have you ever had a great idea when you're in the shower? Have you ever been watching a movie and something's just suddenly gone clear? That's called the default mode network. And we need to be able to switch from one channel to the other to let our brain recover. We also need sleep. We also need exercise. We also need hobbies, habits, and friends. And so downtime explores how do you do all of that. If you love what you're hearing and want to support us, consider buying us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com forward slash 
ND Podcast. That's N for November, D for Delta Podcast. Your contribution will help fuel our podcast and bring you even more great content in the future. So thank you for being part of this podcasting journey. Okay. So you got purpose, abundance, connection, exploration, and downtime. Exactly that. And that makes the word paste, which is quite good when you're talking about burnout. Paste. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Didn't realize. Thank you. Great teacher. And, and in a world where uh, work often spills into personal life, um, how do you guide leaders to achieve their um, full potential without sacrificing well-being or that of their, own, uh, of their teams? You know, this is such a fascinating question. And the reason it's fascinating is because I st- I think that people still believe that mm. there is a work life and a home life. And I think what's, what's if COVID did, it, yeah, it, if, if I think if COVID did anything, yeah. it blended those two it, more than we've ever experienced before. So they might've been working from home before, or they might've been, you know, telecommuting or whatever it, might, whatever it was, yeah. but this now work life blend is our reality. Uh, and it could even be a blended day. So you might, you know, have your first meeting of the day just after you finish your workout in the coffee shop at the gym. And then you might go in for a couple of meetings and you might leave early to pick your kids up and then log on late from home. The spillover is an inevitability if you're working in the modern context. And there are some businesses that want people back in the office nine to five and that's fine. And there are other businesses that are fully remote and that's fine. But what we see is a lot of businesses really struggling with that that kind of that blended context mm. and it's challenging for them because their leaders are not equipped to lead in that context so where we i guess add significant value is and probably where we're uniquely adding value is how do we build trust and connection and the clear sense of purpose with the team and them with me as a leader which means that we can trust one another to work from anywhere, to do our best work from anywhere, to collaborate effectively, to talk to each other if we're struggling or we've made a mistake. They're the pieces that I think can really challenge leaders and I think also undermine teams' engagement and effectiveness because if they're not clear, because they're not in the office and they can't talk to each other, then we get whole the whole thing starts to unravel. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, know, I like I used COVID as an example definitely resonates with a lot of people I suppose I remember when I was working from home and well, still am sometimes and <laughs> it's a better hybrid um situation now but uh yeah just you let's say you turn off your you know your big screen and then you move on to the smaller screen and the smaller screen after that you know you're from the uh, you got the laptop or the you know monitor go to the tv go to your phone and it feels like um during the lockdown stage um there wasn't that you know, the separation. So it always felt like I was working 24 hours. So you definitely felt a bit of burnout, a social burnout as well. Yeah, went the other way. Yeah, that that delineation of I get in my car or catch the train or catch the bus or whatever it is that yeah. we use um, stopped. And it was suddenly, mm-hmm. I just have to walk from my room, sometimes to the edge of my bed, to, yeah. my, to where my desk is or to my kitchen table. And they didn't have that um, prime, we call it priming and downtime decompression. Uh, to adjust from home to work. And mm. that was where the spillover started to really happen. And then people started to give more and more of their time going, well, I don't need to commute. So yes. my boss now expects me logged on an hour earlier <laughs> and I don't have to pick up the kids because they're all home as well. So mm. I'll just work a bit longer and you can see how it creeps up. Just to plug your website. So it's uh, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing the last name right. So Jimmy Burrows, um, 
J-I-M-M-Y-B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-E-S dot M-Y-K-A-J-A-B-I dot com and forward slash book. Yeah, and if you just go to jimmyburrows.com, uh, yep. you'll find the book at the top of the page and you can just click it and they say the first chapter about yep. purpose will be give away for free because we know it's important that people have it. Definitely. I'm just looking at personal journey. Um, you mentioned experiencing burnout in 2017, um, leading to significant life changes. Uh, could you discuss this experience, um, how it shaped your mission and led you to focus on the connection between burnout and high performance? Yeah, absolutely. So if I rewind the clock to 2017, uh, I was living in New Zealand with all the trappings of a senior leadership lifestyle. So house with pool, nice fancy cars, nice holidays, nice possessions, um, and constantly thinking, how do I get myself from where I am now as a GM to that top table? My goal was always to be a CEO of an organization where I could make a big difference to an organization. And I think as I went through my career, I realized that even CEOs had a boss uh, and often they were struggling to paddle against the tide when it came to making a big difference. Uh, and so I think my my purpose, which was to be a CEO, to make a difference, uh, suddenly stopped being the reality for me. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I started to become very un- unhappy, very depressed. Uh, and eventually that led to, to burnout where um, I ended up leaving that job due to concerns about um, my mental health. Uh, I th- didn't think I would be able to give my best for any longer. So it was time to step out and unfortunately uh, break down of a relationship at the same time, finishing an MBA at the same time uh, and planning an overseas move as well whilst traveling quite significantly, quite frequently. And so that, I guess that moment, that precipice moment of it's time to stop where the universe was definitely putting a roadblock in my way, gave me this moment to get very, very conscious about what had happened to me and why had it happened and how could I prevent it? And initially it was just a journey of self-recovery. It was, you know, six months of grab a backpack. Um, I left that relationship. I left the house, sold all my possessions, um, left 12 years or best, best part of a decade living in New Zealand uh, behind me. And headed off to Latin America with a backpack to find myself again, to try to re refine my 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 purpose. Mm-hmm. And while I was traveling around, I was in co-working spaces and and cafes, and I was mixing with nomad groups and people who were traveling professionals, and started talking to them about burnout. And many of them were experiencing the same thing. Many of them said, "What did you do?" And I was like, "I said well, I was a coach, and I worked in um, I worked as a senior leader in organizations, and so I was asked for advice and some coaching." And then people heard that there was this guy with an MBA who'd been a GM, who'd been an army officer, who was quite good at leadership on the road. Could I please help them with their leadership program? So I started doing that. And and then I suddenly realized, well, whole, holy crap, there's a whole lot of people out here, teams and leaders who are really struggling right now. And this is all pre-COVID. Um, yep. This is 2017, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, the good they, they're all really struggling with, with what's going on. I, I can probably help with this. Mm-hmm. So I started putting together ways of working and then all of a sudden COVID came along and everybody was working from home. Everybody was struggling. And so the business just took off from that point. And we have been now for the last three years, absolutely gangbusters because I think we've brought a very personal raw experience. And I've now got people who work as part of the business with me who have also gone on 
similar, not necessarily the same, but similar journeys of stepping out of the corporate world for whatever reason and bringing some battle scars, but they've all been senior leaders in their own right. So they have credibility in front of a room of people. And we literally just share um, conversations. We help leaders talk to their teams. We help teams talk to each other and we add some richness of context in terms of best practices and ideas that sit around that when it comes to how do you beat burnout how do, or how do you better better still how do you prevent burnout even happening in the first place and how do you move on that scale we talked about earlier from burnout to high performance culture so really helping teams understand what's the gap between the stuff they're doing now and the ways of working of a high performance culture and then what do we target that's going to move them along that scale excellent um, I like how you, you saw that need and you could, uh, you fill that gap, um, for those people's needs in the, uh, that particular space. It's really great. And especially uh, during, uh, before COVID and, uh, made a little side comment, you know, the good old days, but yeah, it, it's about adaptability, <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, it just feels like, uh, the last couple of years, um, was kind of like 2019, 2021, 2022 is just one year. I don't know about you, but <laughs> it's uh, probably a sign of burnout on <laughs> that. Fact. Absolutely. Yeah. If you love what you're hearing and want to support us, consider buying us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com forward slash ND podcast. That's N for November, D for Delta podcast. Your contribution will help fuel our podcast and bring you even more great content in the future. So thank you for being part of this podcasting yeah. journey. Because like, um, I don't know if uh, you kind of find that uh, some people will burn out like they is it you lose track of time um, a bit easier or it's just because everything kind of feels muddled and that's probably a, a sign to sort of step back and see the bigger picture, I guess? Or Yeah, one of the things that we see with people who are in the spiral heading mm-hmm. towards burnout is they're just doing, okay. they're not stopping and thinking. Um, and, you know, I had a, a great conversation with a senior leader yesterday and he said, I just, I'm like a hamster on a wheel. I, I just, I'm just doing and doing and doing, mm. and I'm not sure which are the important parts and which are not. I just keep doing. Uh, and, and this is the reality that when you lose that perspective, because you're tired and you've got a lot of things to do today, it's like, I'll just, I'll just get into all of them. I'll get them all done. And because you're slow, because you're tired, then it take a bit longer. So you work a bit later. So you end up a bit tireder and you can see the spiral start to happen. Mm-hmm. So one of the key things we do is we have to go, well, what are you working on right now? And what are we going to stop doing or slow down just so you can get some headspace? Because you need to get into that, what we talked about earlier, that default mode network, the daydreaming subconscious zone mm-hmm. to start letting the dots join up in your head. Otherwise you are in the spiral. Mm, okay, got it. And um, I like... Um some feedback on this one uh from people listening now uh, they do appreciate listening or hearing about different perspectives of uh, balancing life um let, let's talk about how you um, balance things in life um you have a diverse range of interests you know <laughs> such as working outside um, so outside of work um from scuba diving uh to heel running um how do these activities contribute to your personal well-being and um, your ability to maintain high performance in uh in your professional life yeah, no, that, I mean, it's so important. It's so important uh, and it is, it constitutes essentially my downtime. I am a self-confessed workaholic. You know, my day is 12 plus hours most days. Yep. Uh, and that is not sustainable if you don't have something to balance. And, mm. you know, people could argue it's not sustainable anyway, but it seems to work for me. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm blessed in that way. But it's important that you have that 
we've talked about it a couple of times, that switch into the offline channel. And so for me, uh, running is one of the ways I do that. Running is, uh, I either run on a cadence where uh, I'm just running on a beat, essentially, and that monotonous or sort of automaton-style running is something I picked up in the military just for covering distances without becoming fatigued. But it also allows your brain just to kind of switch off. The only thing you've got to look out for is potholes, but you can just switch off. And I tend to run the same kind of three routes most of the time. So I know the routes. I don't have to worry about navigating or thinking. It's just switching off. And often I have many of my breakthroughs on how to explain something or come up with something when I'm not thinking about it. Mm. Um, equally, scuba diving, which is my other big interest, is uh, essentially the is, is breath work. Um, and for those people who do, you know, yoga, mindfulness, breathing techniques, when you are scuba diving and I've been scuba diving for 30 odd years, so I've got a reasonable amount of experience doing it, but essentially all you're thinking about is breathing slowly and gently to conserve your air and buoyancy. And the rest of it is just looking for fish and sharks and turtles. And so when I'm, when I'm underwater, I'm not really thinking of anything. Again, I'm giving, giving that, that empty space. Mm -hmm. There's also some great chemistry that happens with your body in salt water um, and your breathing. Uh, I, I dive with enriched air, so that also helps. You're getting more oxygen into your system. So all of those things just help calm and relax my body, calm and relax my mind to the point where I can think more clearly, I can be more sustainable for longer. The... The other piece I like to do is 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 to do something creative. So I'm actually quite a. I really love cooking. I really love eating out in restaurants, uh, and I'm I'm self confessed foodie. My my wife and I are self confessed foodies, mm. and so we try and explore new cuisines and try stuff out and experiment. It's that exploring thing, right? So it's getting curious about. Oh, I wonder if I can cook Thai food, or I wonder what the recipe is for this. And and we always she's always sending me. We're all sending each other um, the recipes for random things, which I, I really love. All right. No, awesome. What's your favorite uh, sort of dish lately? <laughs> oh, such a good question. Um, mm. One of the things that we've been exploring is um, can you substitute meat for vegan options? So uh, where we live in Mexico, there's a, I think it's available in, in other countries as well. There's a, a vegan meat company called Beyond Meat. Uh, yeah, and we're trying yeah. to integrate that into our diets and work out if we can convince people that it's meat uh, or whether they can taste that it's not meat. So trying to come up with recipes for those spaghetti bolognese recipes or lasagnas or enchiladas or whatever it might be. Mm. Interesting. I've heard of uh, even like yeah, plant-based diets and whatnot too. Just could be an interesting pathway to follow. But yeah, you're not you're not particularly inclined to any sort of diet or whatnot. Yeah, just just eat, exercise, and work. Yeah, I like to eat. I mean, I'm, I have a, a weakness for for sandwiches and and crisps and things like that. So I try to balance that with with some other parts, you know, the more healthy side of the diet as well. Yep, no worries. And uh, yeah, I probably need to uh, listen back again on what you mentioned with uh, running and the uh, that sort of exercise uh, from the military because, um, yeah, I want to get into sort of running and just you know, general fitness. Um, yeah, I might need, to, might need to touch base again on that, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the very quick version is run slower than you think you need to so you can have a conversation whilst you're running. If you're running to the point where you're panting and huffing and puffing, you're running too fast. And when you're running too fast, you're just, you're what's called anaerobic. You're creating lactic acid in your muscles and you're also not letting your brain switch off because you're trying and you're in pain and you're pushing. So just run super, super slow 
to the point where you can have a conversation with the person next to you, even if they're there or not. Yeah. Uh, and then gradually you'll see your cardio ability increase and you'll still get the mindfulness out of it. Yeah, perfect. Because I feel like uh, when I start running or jogging, because I'm usually a walker, in my mindset, I'm, uh, I just uh, think I, I don't tire out too easily. I think it's a mental thing because uh, when I start running, then I'm thinking, how far am I going to run? What, what sort of... What, what what target am I going to set myself? So then I end up just like uh, not quitting ahead, but just um, pacing myself. So I just end up walking like after a couple of minutes because I'm worried about how far I'm going to go or how far can I go. I'm going to injure myself. There's too many thoughts <laughs> in my head. I think I do need that was to switch up thinking and go. going on there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legacy and memoir. I mean, uh, this is the uh, closer and um, the uh, unique one to the show. Um. When you pass on, what would you like to be known for? I think I would like to be known as uh, a great father, a great husband, uh, and somebody who made a difference to people who had been struggling with burnout. And I think I'll, what the first two are probably equal tied first, and that's a transition that I'm going through right now. I've recently married, um, due to have a, a first child soon. And they're the things that my focus is now shifting away from how do I grow an empire or how do I grow a great multi-bazillion dollar business to how do I actually contribute to the legacy of my family and continuing my family's name and line. Uh, also making sure that the people that are around me are um, you know, feel like I cared, feel like I was there for them, feel like I was a good person. Uh, you can't, unless you're uber famous, I don't think you can influence the whole world. Um, very few people do. They're amazing. Uh, I don't have that great aspiration to be one of them. I just like to interview, interv influence um, the people in my network. Definitely, and um, definitely great to great to have uh, met you and uh, come across your the things that you do, Jimmy. And um, looking forward to diving into your book, as I mentioned that uh, prior. Tried to really get into uh, get around to it, but um, yeah, life gets in the way. But definitely, I'll. Uh, have to discover the what, what is the title again of the book and then um, uh, it's the Beat Burnout Ignite yeah. Performance The Leader's Playbook for Building a High Performance Culture so it isn't really it's not it's not a novel uh, it is like a recipe book for sure. building a culture wonderful and uh, you know you can't expect any less from um, a foodie so yeah definitely probably exactly that used it. yeah <laughs> that's how it came about okay perfect uh, thank you for joining the uh, podcast definitely it's been a pleasure have a chat likewise to know you a bit more thank you thanks so much chris really appreciate the invitation hey chris here thank you for listening to that episode and if you'd like to hear any other episodes of mine i'd know if differences you can find me on spotify or apple or any other streaming platforms where you listen to your podcasts or feel free to send me a message on facebook instagram or twitter just search for noteworthy differences and you will be sure to find me thank you